Welcome to Meet Us in Paris, the travel podcast where we share our adventures, tips, and insights to inspire your next journey. I'm back from uh, my extended travels in South America and Argentina, and I'm your host, Tanya, and I'm joined by my co-host, Kristen. Hola. <laughs> and Zen. Hola. Hello. Hola. <laughs> <laughs> And let's see, in this episode, we return to this month, next month. This is one of my favorites. I really do like it. Um, topics where we explore the world of international festivals taking place in May and in June um, 2023. That is right. <laughs> Um, from ancient, like we've had from ancient cultural celebrations to modern music festivals, and we'll be sharing some of our top picks for must-see events across the globe. So sit back. Grab a glass of wine, beer, pisco, sangria, or maybe sheer wine. Oh, I don't know what a sheer wine is. And join sure. us. It, what is that? It's it's a uh, soda pop from North Carolina. We talked about this, I think. Yeah. I it's like red. That. It's very it's sweet. Yes. It's a southern thing. I think it's kind of a cherry flavor. Is it? It, feels like a, it tastes like a cherry cola, kind of. See, cherry to me is like... Um, like cough syrup, so I don't really like it. Anyway, <laughs> cherry wine. Never mind those who like cherry wine and or cheer wine. And join us as we explore the the world of travel with our international festivals and events. And yeah, yeah but before we start, we had to do a sponsor break, right? Yeah, we do. Yeah, go okay. <laughs> At twenty one, Steve Jobs founds Apple Computer. Colonel Sanders is sixty two when his first KFC franchise opens. Success can come at any age. Need help jumpstarting your success? With thousands of courses and 60-plus certificate programs, UCI Division of Continuing Education can help. Courses are offered every quarter, so start today at ce.uci.edu forward slash amazing. All right, so um, Tanya came back from Columbia. No, Arch- not Colombia, no. from Argentina. Yeah, it's okay. Oh, I'm sorry. It's all right. How was that trip? How was that trip anyway? It was, it was really good. It was very family-oriented, but it was a, lots of rest and relaxation, ate a lot of meat, and drank a lot of wine. So I'm happy. Cool. More to come on that. Yeah. <laughs> in Buenos Aires? I was in Buenos Aires, and then I was in another town, city called Mar del Plata by the coast, and a little small um, town called uh, Areco, San Antonio de Areco, which is a gaucho town, which is almost like walking back in time. That I want to share at some point. It's really cool. I should send you photos. I will. Yes, please. It is. That was like probably my favorite, even though I've been there before. This time I actually went and explored, so it was nice. And this you was know, my, a visit um, oh. right. family. Yeah, yeah. What, Kristen? I was going to say, um, I went to UC Santa Barbara, and our mascot is the gaucho. So I oh. like, <laughs> have oh. a place in my heart for them. <laughs> oh, that, oh, that it's cool. Oh, I should look in to see if they yeah. have anything like that at UC Santa Barbara for that. It oh, is I really cool. It. You'll like it, then. I'll send you stuff. Yes, please. Anyway, I'm glad to be back. I missed it, and I was telling Zen, um, this is one of my favorite things to do. I like my job, but this is one of my favorite things to do, the podcast, with, with the both of you. It's a fun hour. It is. It is. <laughs> whatever it, it is. It, it's rest- it almost seems like play. It does. <laughs> but we're, but we're, we're, we're hard at play, and that equals work, I think. Yeah, it takes research. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And On thinking. this particular one, so... <laughs> So who's up first? Who wants to play first? 
I can go if you want. All right. Yay. Yeah. All right. Yay. Okay. I'll go. So I have for May, I found I'm still, you know, in travel mode it is on May 18th. It's International Museum Day. So, of course, I am, um, you know, we all love museums and there's free museum day and some in night and particularly in Paris. So particularly in Paris, they have it. So UNESCO um, decides the year's theme and it's sustainability and well-being going to museums, which they play a vital role in, you know, in keeping our communities kind of um, balanced and educated. So there is a kind of an organization, the European European Museum Night Association that, and that takes place on the 13th. So in Paris, they're having it on Saturday, May 13th. And a lot of their museums are going to be open. Um, but there's 3000 museums in about 30 countries that do this. I didn't know this all around the world. And it's free. Wow. Yeah, I'm going to go see if there's anything around here. Um, but some of them open like right when it's sunset and then end at midnight and even past midnight. And there's guided tours and screenings and, you know, music, um, just kind of family friendly activities. And um, it's usually in partnership with, you know, different banks and so forth. But the one that I think is really interesting um well, it'd be the Louvre because, well, when I've never been, that's something that's on my bucket list. But just in Paris, there's so many of them. And the fact that it's at night, I, I would be just, you know, like the Night at Museum, the, the show. Such a fun ambiance. It would just be so cool to do. Um, I agree. It makes me go, oh, May in Paris. Okay, I'll think about that. <laughs> yeah. Right? No, it's not a hard decision. It's more like, can I swing it? I know, exactly. And it, and it's, you know, springtime and, you know, whatever. So I just kind of dreamt and went down a rabbit hole like I was telling Zen earlier with doing this. But that was fun. So if anyone's in Paris or planning on going, let us know. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to hear how that pans out. Because mm-hmm. usually, I know um, New York City does free museums on certain days, and it's great, but they're also so crowded um, on those days. And I wonder if doing it at, at nighttime, you would have less of those crowds. Hmm. It's funny you say that nighttime. I came back from Argentina, and of course, as soon as I came back, I saw they had all the um, embassies are all, all in one area. And they mm-hmm. have night of the embassies. So they oh. opened up all the embassies and it is. Oh, that's um, cool. Isn't that great? And they're all that's in like really old cool. palaces and old, you know, like uh, the uh, golden, what is it called? The golden era? The the Gilded Age? The Gilded, yeah. So that area, that age, Gilded Age is in New York, but it's like, you know, have that that era. That's when all the like industrial um, tycoons can't, went to Buenos Aires and made these huge houses. And now they're embassies. So they open it up at night. Um, a couple of times a year and you walk around and there's food dancing you know all that kind of stuff so I um I think that's why I was I was um kind of leaning towards the International Museum Day at night because it just gives it a different ambiance like you're saying Kristen mm-hmm. you know so maybe yeah, one day I can go to that that sounded really fun awesome. all right who else is next now or do you want me to go to the, my next one no, no, oh, okay. I can do mine for this month. Um, okay. And 
This one just sounded lovely and uh-huh. I was very confused. So this um, holiday that I'm going to mention that's, that is May 1st, mm-hmm. um, it, it started as a May Day celebration and I was very confused because I was thinking about like International Workers Day. There's a lot of countries who yeah. use May 1st as that and I was like, how does this relate to work? Um, but it actually it's more about may day which is the festival that celebrates the start of spring so this is actually it's hawaiian lay day and it's celebrated in hawaii on may 1st it kind of started as their may day holiday um and now they use may 1st as a holiday to celebrate kind of all of hawaiian culture and its people and it's actually a two-day event um and it's centered around the lei which i'm sure as most people know even if you haven't been there it's it's like the flower necklace Uh um apparently the lei represents an unspoken expression of aloha um yeah didn't know that i didn't know that either um you probably see, like, in movies how you get the lay on arrival when you get to Hawaii. I don't right. think they do that anymore. Um, or if they do, you get, like, the little plastic lays, not, like, the really the big plumeria ones. Unless you arrange, like, um, you know, like, airport pickups or you're yeah, saying yeah. a really fancy hotel. There are places that will do that, but it's not, like, a given <laughs> anymore, which I feel like it used to be once upon a time. But um, at any rate... Um, so I guess May 1st and 2nd is the Hawaiian Lei Day. It's a day of festivities and parades filled with leis, flowers, parties, dancing, and more. There are lei making contests, hula dancing, luau's, um, and even the selection and crowning of the Lei Day Queen. Um, this sounded so fun. Didn't know it existed. Sounds beautiful. Um, and what I also learned doing this, which I thought was really interesting, each Hawaiian island has a signature lei. So, for oh. example, the island oh, of Kauai. Yeah, Kauai is known for a lei made of fruit. So, it's purple berries that are strung onto the necklace rather than, I, I'm assuming, like the plumeria or the, the flower one that most people get on Oahu. Um, but I thought that was really cool. I didn't know that. We, I just assume a lei is a lei, but each island has kind of its own traditional one. Um, so this, um, this site where I found this information, um, uh, May 1st has, will probably have passed, um, but you can still celebrate (laughs) Hawaiian lei day, even in the future. Um, they recommend that you make a handmade lei, give one to someone, watch a movie with a Hawaiian theme, dress in traditional Hawaiian clothing, do a hula dance. And if you're adventurous enough, hold a pig roast. (laughs) I'm going to watch Lilo and Stitch. I would watch Forgetting Sarah Marshall. (laughs) I want to go go just because you don't get the lays anymore. And that would be like a really cool thing to go do and get a bunch of them and enjoy the flowers and the festivities. I agree. You'd really get into Hawaiian culture there too, you know, being part of those festivals. So. Hawaii is a state, but we just definitely don't know much about it, especially because it was part it is polynesian right. we it in not a great way it's really its own beautiful culture that we don't know enough yes. about that's good i really like that cool yeah so may first start looking for your flights out there for next year and then after that then we'll go to paris for the museum night that's right we're gonna have to <laughs> plan this out very strategically uh-huh. nice. and what are you up to 
What do you okay, want to do? Okay, so I want to do something uh, Hong Kong. So the doing more art, there is something called Art Basil. An Art Basil is <gasps> a art, I don't know, it's almost like an art festival. And the Art Festival, Art Fair, Art Fair, Art Fair Art Festival, which features modern and contemporary art. Now, what's interesting about Art Basel, it is not in a singular place, even though it's being held in Hong Kong, China on May 25th through the 28th. There are actually three locations where they do it. So one is Basel, Switzerland. Mm-hmm. The ah, other yeah. other one being Miami Beach. Yes, I was just going to say that's the Me one too. I know about. That's Miami one. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. And then Hong Kong. And um, and then from 22 on, they're going to have one in Paris as well. Is my oh, whoa, look at Paris. Is it it's yeah. like the Olympics? Are they trying to drum up? I know. What's going on? Go Paris. So yeah. anyways, <laughs> the artworks are always in collaboration with the host city's local institutions and helps them grow and develop their art programs. And it provides a platform for galleries, so like smaller galleries as well, to show off their works to different buyers and such like that. And apparently there's kind of a jet set crowd that will go to these cities and go check out all the arts. And, you know, it's just a big festival. So this is... um. Now, the the biggest part in Hong Kong, it takes place, as I mentioned, May 25th to 28th, but it's held at the Hong Kong Convention and Exhibit Exhibition Center, which is downtown, really beautiful. Um, there's lots of satellite wow. events, and um, it's just a wonderful place to go check it out. Very so, cool. Yeah, and apparently it started in 2013, and it just keeps on getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And then um, I, I, I probably should keep on going. Did on, it start in Switzerland? I believe because, it started because, in Switzerland. Yeah, because that's a city uh, there, right? I know. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah, it sounds like the namesake, but I wasn't sure. Yeah. Maybe they just thought, hey, that sounds relevant. We'll take it on. <laughs> well, it's Basel, Switzerland. Yeah, Art okay, Basel right. is Art Basel, Switzerland. But okay. now they're going to other cities. Other places. Yeah, other places. I've heard, yeah, the Miami one t- is like days, and it's it's like <laughs> close everything out. And I've been like one day maybe to go there, but yeah. okay. This and is it, cool. And um, the the fair actually, I guess it's even though those are the major cities, over two hundred galleries participate in it. So you don't actually have to be in those areas, but two hundred galleries from over thirty countries will do something in um, as part of the exhibits. So and everything from painting, sculpture, photography, everything. So how fun. Yeah, I so want to do that. Can I just do arts and humanities and that be my job? <laughs> you have to fight me for no. it. Okay, we'll do it together. We'll do it as a team. We'll do it as a team. Really? So. That's what you you would like that too? Oh, my God. Well, Could you, oh, my God. All right. We, we, have, we have to do like a side conversation after. Actually, I was I'm, I, I was I mentioned this before, but I'm a classically trained artist. <laughs> but I couldn't figure out how to make a living at it, so I had to yeah. change fields. So <laughs> yeah, that's why I, I went the other direction too. Yeah. Okay. So. All right, and that's why we're here doing this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Oh, funny. All right. Um. So, do we go to another in May, or do we do well, one in June? I can't you're, remember. You're, it's a, in theory, it's supposed to be one in May and one in in okay. june but i actually okay. i have two in may because they're both in hong kong 
so you could do it back okay. to back to Arc Basil. But I'll let you. I'll talk about that. Go to go Shoot, to, go I'm gonna to, keep, to Hong Kong. I'm going to do it. Yeah, go. I'm going to go. I'm going to keep on going on. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So from uh, so I mentioned that Arc Basil is from May 25th to May 28th, but mm-hmm. on May 28th to May 30th, there is a traditional dragon boat festival. Ooh. Oh, how fun. So if you watch movies, you will see Hong Kong, and they're all over the world because Vancouver has them um, where anywhere there's a large population of Asians and there's water, they will have a dragon boat festival. And a dragon boat festival is a celebration of the legend of a Chinese poet and statesman who drowned himself in protest against the government. And what's kind of interesting and what these boat races are is these long boats that usually they're like almost like sculling boats where they have like, I don't know, six dozen people um, in a boat and there's a dragon head on the front of them. And then usually there's like, you'll hear people gonging with the drum, boom, boom, boom to keep everyone in pace. But the reason why, so what is it about the dragon boat festival? It can be, Trace back to the legend of uh, someone named Qu Yuan, a famous Chinese poet and statesman who lived in the third century. And he was exiled. And in despair, he drowned himself in the Milu River. Now, the locals, um, specifically the fishermen, admired this person so much, they raced their boats to the site of his suicide, trying to rescue him. But they oh, were wow. too late. Yeah, so this is kind of a race to save their save this person they love, and so they continue on this hundreds, actually thousands of years, in honor of Qian to um, to honor to honor him, um, and that's what dragon boat races are all about. And then, of course, like I mentioned, they have them in Victoria Harbor. Um, in Vancouver. I've seen that before. I have not seen the ones in Hong Kong, but if you watch some old Hong Kong movies, you know, with Chow Young Fat, you'll see some of the action scenes take place during the um, during the dragon boat races. And there's food. It's a whole festival, too. So it's not just like yeah. watching boats races. Kind of As a you, sad origin. <laughs> yeah, it is kind of a sad origin, but it's it's really neat to see them if you ever had a chance to see them. Have you seen it in person? I seen I seen them in Vancouver, but not in Hong oh, okay. Kong. So right. so while you're in Hong Kong during doing the art basil, hang out for a few more days, then you can watch the dragon boat races because that's super cool. <laughs> I would. I'd be down. Yeah, yep. that that sounds like something really good. We got to go buy the tickets now. <laughs> it's at the end of this month. Okay, let's hurry. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's see. I can go. Um, I've got two. I'm going to share two, the two because I, just because I did them. Um, one is called Primavera Sound Barcelona. And I thought it was just Barcelona, but it's it's in all over the world that they have these Primavera Sound music festivals. And I was trying to compare it to like maybe Coachella, but... Um, it has a flavor, but not really. So it's from June 1 to the 3rd in Barcelona, and it's about 125 euros per one day or 
325 euros if you want to do three days and it's even more if you want to do the vip and what it is it's um festival of like indie rock and underground so it's a little bit of kind of the up and coming and you know the electronic dance kind of music scene but at the same time some real big headliners what did you call it edm okay there you go electronic dance music I'm not part of that party, so I didn't. <laughs> anyway, and what the, what I was reading was that it um, what makes it like really cool is that the location. Um, and I know that you've traveled there, um, Kristen. The Park del Forum. I'm probably saying it wrong. It's like um, a cultural site. It's like big open space, and that's kind of what makes it the like a wow factor. Mm-hmm. And they were saying that. It's just, it's not like Coachella in the sense that it's got arts and like take a picture with me kind of a thing. It's more of the kind of music. Vendors are roaming around giving you like beer, wine. So they have backpacks and they just kind of give you this as you're walking around. So it's a different, it's just a different vibe. Um, And it runs through like mid-afternoon to the early morning. So you can avoid the heat. (laughs) And um, I know, and um. And what was the other thing that was really, oh, there's the VIP, you know, experience is great. It's about 5,000, you know, half a million people. Isn't that insane? It's from like 300 up to 5,000. Isn't that crazy? Like a normal ticket to VIP. Yes, Mm -hmm. that is. That is wild. And then, and then they have about, hold on. Yeah, they have like 300,000 people attend. It's 16 stages. It's like really big. Um, and yeah. then they have the different places like, you know, big, um, what does it call it? Uh, the sponsors and so forth. But mm-hmm. some of the, and throughout Latin America and Europe, they have them. And some of the places have like swimming pools and showrooms. So it could be like really basic to really crazy. So wow. that was kind of interesting, but that's a lot of money. <laughs> 5,000, yes. Yeah, isn't that nuts? Anyway, so... Um, but that sounds like something fun um, to do. And one of the things I liked, it said that it had different um, kind of venues different throughout Barcelona, having kind of simultaneous uh, performances and, and headliners going mm-hmm. to the So I guess if you're if you're off and about and, and you can still participate. One did I did notice was that if you're a Barcelona resident, you get a really big discount. Oh, nice. So that's kind of, so I guess if you're from another part of Spain, no, but if you're from Barcelona, you get cheaper rate. So that's, I don't know. Anyway, I just, you know, it was fun to, to see something similar to Coachella, but not. Yeah, these not music Coachella. festivals are becoming such a thing all over. Yeah, it, it is. Fun. Yeah, I, have either of you attended a Coachella? Not, not Primavera. Uh, my sister-in-law has actually been to that. Um, yeah. I've only done Coachella. That's really my only music festival experience that I can recall. I've gone to music festivals, but they've been long ago that enough that I think I'm fairly certain I've been to Coachella. I just don't remember. My wife just chooses them and I go. Uh, <laughs> you're very well trained by yeah, her yeah sure. so no i mean you we used to when we were younger we used to go lots of these music festivals throughout the midwest and also in in mm. california but i i can't remember the names of the place people but i mean i kind of remember all, like seeing bowie and you know all these different people which were amazing over the years mm-hmm. you know and then like yeah. some of the smaller acts that become big but um 
Yeah, Peter Gabriel. I, it was oh, just wow. like, yeah. Oh, how cool. But. Yeah. All right. And now, um, cool. right, I'm going to tell you my second one because I just like it and I want to go. So, um, you know how I like my historical fiction and historical things. Oh, yeah. I know you guys mm-hmm. do too. Um, so, in um, they have the Historical Novel Society of North America and Europe. And they have every other year, they hold a conference in in one of the continents so this year it's it's united states and next time it's going to be in um united kingdom so it's in on june 8th through the 10th in san antonio and um i could not find how many people attend but i'm dying to know that and it's you know it's a society dedicated to you know historical fiction and I liked it is because um, one of the people that is speaking, it has a master class called Take Off Your Pants. <laughs> and I know, and, it, and it's kind of, if you're a pantser or um, like a planner on how you write, and that has been getting like a bunch of, um, you know, kind of eyes on the, on the, on the conference because of that. But it has like real time critique of, of their books of people who want to write how to get into audio recording how to get into audio getting your book in there manuscripts copywriting um like strong women in fiction there's all kinds of really interesting things they have a walking historical tour of course of um san antonio um they have an opening reception it's like a really big thing i didn't know it was so big next year it's in devon um in london in England, sorry, um, in September. And that one's going to be around historical fiction, film, and stage. Oh. So a different kind of angle. So I thought I'd throw it in, even though it's sort of international, but not. But I it would love to get up your alley. And yeah, I would. Yeah, that would be really fun to go do. I don't know who would go with me. I'd probably go alone because <laughs> not for everybody. <laughs> but anyway, just wanted to share that. Love that. And what else? So then I guess, is that you next? I think I'm up. Okay. And um, when I was looking up lists of like, I guess this isn't really an event. You can make it an event. (laughs) I was looking this up for June and I read it and I said, is that what I think it is? And indeed it was. June 12th every year is International Cachaça Day. Oh, that is Brazil? Yes. It's it's the Brazilian-made alcoholic drink called Cachaça. Um, So I guess it's been... What day is this? June 12th. I'm going to remember that. Yes. So you you can do what you wish with this. It's (laughs) to learn more about the distilled spirit made exclusively in Brazil. Cachaça is made from fresh sugar cane juice. The clear liquor is spicy, sweet, and fruity. It is Brazil's most popular drink, and by law, distillers can only make it in this South American country. Brazil. That is very cool. Hmm. And you may or may not know Brazil's national cocktail is the caipirinha, which is made using cachaça. Yes, uh-huh. So June 12th is the day to try it out and enjoy this. I can tell you I've had a night on Caipirinhas and it's very hard the next morning because the cachaça is so sweet. It's made oh. with sugarcane juice, so there's a lot of sugar. So it doesn't feel great the next morning. Yeah. Um, yeah. Were you I in drink, Brazil? I, 
when I, you did that? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Whenever I drink a caprahina, is that how you pronounce yeah. it? Yeah. It's like always the next day I kind of feel a little off kilter after. But it also could be like the Brazilian food that I eat, all the steak that I don't eat anymore. Oh, that too. It could be but that. <laughs> the caipirinha is really good. It's very like, like it's light and crisp and yes. fruity. It's like almost like an Aperol spritz in a way. Like that kind of like to me like light crisp drink um but but i think also a lot of times when you get them they put sugar on the rim if i remember right yeah so it's like the sugar lemonade yes yeah Uh okay my my first experience with caipirinha was like in brazil but i was um naive enough to drink like a couple and quickly (laughs) try to get up and just sat down and just waited it out. But they are strong and they're, you just drink it like nothing. Anyway. Yeah. That's, I don't know. It was yeah. still a good experience. I'd remember the next day. <laughs> it was good. Um, a, a little bit of history on the whole situation. Brazilians first began uh-huh. making cachaça in the 1500s when Portuguese settler introduced sugar cane to Brazil. Many African slaves drank cachaça as they worked on the sugarcane plantations, and the drink helped dull their pain and provide them with energy. The working class and the wealthy also developed a taste for the drink. Around 1630, the drink had become so popular that the Portuguese rulers began to feel threatened by it. Wow. The Portuguese rulers would have preferred <laughs> to drink bagaceira which was a Portuguese grape brandy. So in 1635, it became illegal for the Portuguese colony of Brazil to produce, distribute, and sell cachaça. And the ban on cachaça forced its market to go underground. So they had their own kind of prohibition long before us. This is 1635. In 1660, some brave cachaça producers took over the city government in Rio. This event became known as the Cachaça Revolt. And (laughs) thanks in part to this revolt, the royal order legalized cachaça on September 13th, 1661. On September 7th, 1822, the Empire of Brazil declared its independence from Portugal. This greatly helped increase the cachaça market. And today, 85 million cases of cachaça are consumed around the world each year. The top export markets for the drink are the United States, Paraguay, Germany, France, and Portugal. Also, for many years, Brazil celebrated the National Cachaça Day on September 13th. That was the day of the revolt in 1660. However, apparently a bunch of other countries began to celebrate International Cachaça Day on June 12th because that was actually the opening day of the FIFA World Cup in 2014. So during the event, the the liquor gained so much global attention that it's kind of become the new de facto international cachaça day. How cool. And, and, and every four years you can do world cup. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So that's really fun, a fun way to learn about Brazil. I didn't know about that history surrounding that alcohol. Um, and if you haven't tried it before, June 12th is the perfect day to start. I like that. Drink responsibly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh, that's cool um zen's up actually i'm out because i used my two. Used two. I oh, two. You oh you didn't do june 
I did yeah, do June. Did. I did two oh, in May. In May. <laughs> uh, you cheater. I know, but they were back to back. I know it did. It was good. You know what? I wanted to share something really geeky because I'm doing something. Let me see if I find it. Something um, this weekend. <laughs> it's I just go in through these weird things. I started to read this book called something like Unraveling What I Learned Sharing Sheep. It's weird. This lady who writes, um, uh, like a research a journalist, and I'm going to a fiber festival. <laughs> oh, what? I know, or fiber, like, like you know, they they shear the sheep and then they. Oh my god! They oh, won't do it there, but that's the kind of stuff. Like those are the people that are going to be there. Um, I don't know how I got into this. Again, you get into these weird rabbit holes, and um, it's in Torrance. It's on Sunday. And um, let's see what else. And then it said it has just like, you know, vendors and demonstrations. I'm sure there'll be spinster wheels and things like that. I don't know what I'm going to go into, but I'm going. Oh, you're just like me. I've done stuff like that, too. And I'll, who knows? I, my, it's in Taurus. My husband's like, I'll go ride my bike on the beach somewhere near there. And if you're there all day, great. And if not, call me. We'll go do something <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to get myself into. I like it or not. And it was cheap to go. So anyway, so that's weirdness that I'm doing this weekend. Also happening in May. Uh-huh. <laughs> if anybody's out there dying to do fiber. <laughs> God. We went from Hawaii to Paris to Hong Kong to Brazil to... What was your other one, Tanya? What was your June one? Torrance, or no, the one that was um, Barcelona. Yeah, Barcelona. Okay, good representation there. Cachaza and fiber. Yeah, okay. Dragons racing. (laughs) Who would have thought? Well, thank you guys for tuning into our this month and next month in the world. We hope that you had as much fun as we did. What do you guys think? Contact us on our social media channels where you can find photos of our adventures from around the world, interesting articles, and more. Also, if you're newer to our podcast, check out some of our older destination ones on London, Portugal, Barcelona, and even Cuba, just to name a few. Meet Us in Paris is the University of California, Irvine, Division of Continuing Education Production. If you need a career boost, looking to increase your workplace knowledge, or seeking a new profession, check them out at ce.uci.edu for their professional courses. And thanks again for tuning in. Bye. Bye. Bye.